The road to consciousness. We're going to figure out the biggest mystery in human history. We're going to do that with a technique where we look at multiple disciplines and look at all of the pieces of evidence we have, put them in two categories. Knowledge, which is pretty much we have enough data or evidence that something is true, justified true belief. Or assumptions, where we have some data, some evidence, and we're just going to have to take a leap of faith and make an assumption. Or we have competing theories. Otherwise, we'll just go around in circles. Talked about a lot of different things. We haven't specifically talked about downward causation. Downward causation is really fascinating. We often hear the power of the mind. Now, we've made the assumption... The mind is the mental realm. It basically, it's what we think about that our ongoing experience, it enhances our ongoing experience. It allows us to think about different experiences either from the past that we store as memories or predict the future and put ourselves in a future experience state. Let me give you an example. I haven't eaten yet. It's a little bit early, it's like 6.30, I normally eat late. I'm thinking of getting a hamburger. Now, my mental state, <laughs> when I think about getting a hamburger or the hamburger, I don't necessarily have a visual image yet. I haven't done that. I've thought about it in the way that I can sense the experience. I can put myself in the future energy state of what happens when I eat that burger, just very slightly. I know that it's going to taste delicious. This is using all of my previous data points. I've had hamburgers before. I have a particular hamburger place, Five Guys, uh, if you're in California. And I know what I, I like. Right? It's, that's part of me. What I like is the bacon double cheeseburger. Okay, this is all experiences I've had before, but I don't think about those experiences. Like, I don't think about a specific time where I went and got that because I get it actually regularly-ish. I don't think about a specific event. I, I sense the experience and it makes me hungry, almost makes me salivate. So something happens to us when we do this kind of mental exercise. Now, if I think of the double bacon cheeseburger, I actually can have something in my head that visualizes that. And that obviously enhances my thoughts around it. But I don't know if it does more than that. It gives me and it doesn't it's not even the episodic memory of the time. It just I can visualize what it looks like. Okay, <laughs> in this case, maybe it doesn't. But in other cases, obviously, the power of our visualization and our thoughts, especially when we replace some memories that were emotionally significant. Now, for me, hamburgers are delicious, maybe, but, it, but on the range of emotional significance from, you know, trauma of some, dis, some kind or a, a pleasurable experience in this case, there is an emotional significance there. I wouldn't say it's overly high. But it's enough that it warrants me f feeling a certain way. So that's probably why the mental picture doesn't enhance that overall mental experience that I have. Whereas I, you know, recently been through some stuff and I replay that in my head. Oh, absolutely. And the emotional significance obviously physiologically governs how much you're impacted. So, you know, I may be salivating right now for the hamburger or feeling more hungry than I regularly would, but 
for the event that's happened recently gets my heart going i i get upset i get sad all of this can happen as that that mental trigger uh, occurs now for me the hamburger is very timely based when i'm hungry which there is a range of things that in your body that happens when you're hungry um, your hypothalamus is on overdrive right it's getting signals from probably whether there's um what is it Gretin released from your gut, I believe, as a as a hormone, and then there's uh, leptin. I think your fat cells. Anyway, leptin, gretin, and obviously things like insulin from your pancreas. They kind of regulate your appetite. So, physiologically, something happens. The signal goes up to my brain. My hypothalamus then translate into some sort of hunger feeling. And hunger is an interesting feeling, right? It's a signal coming upwards from your brain. It's almost like an interrupt. When you're in homeostasis, everything is running smoothly. When you get hungry, it's an interrupt for you to take some course of action. Now, your body is obviously in some sort of circadian rhythm for your food as well, uh, not just your sleep. So you're probably hungry at a similar time or when you haven't eaten for a while, then obviously those that hormonal play kicks in. But this is telling your mind that you need something. Now, the fascinating part about the downward causation is we seem to be making some decision on what we should do next, which doesn't really cause at the moment, like just because I'm thinking of the hamburger, it doesn't take away the hunger signals. So that part of it doesn't happen. That's interesting. Downward causation is the strong emergence principle where you as a system as a whole your body your brain your mind as a whole then your mind is able to change essentially the smaller elements in the bigger system so the smaller parts of your body doesn't matter how far you go down you can reduce it to quarks and subatomic particles but either way you're having a cause like the system as a whole has some sort of cause on the, the the lower level elements that make up that system. And remember, emergence is that properties, and this is weak emergence, properties of the overall system, you only see by looking at the bigger picture and you can't tell by the, the smallest individual parts that make up that system. So downward causation would imply that your mind is somehow changing your brain state. Now, this goes straight to the heart of free will, that if we are able to make decisions and then change our brain states, then that is downward causation and we have free will. We're making choices. Not necessarily. We've talked about free will before. It feels like we have free will. We made the assumption that we actually don't, which goes against the, the laws of the universe if we do. Like, how can something in the mind, and if it is physical, maybe that helps in a little way but it still feels like we're able to make decisions that change the nature of reality where it's all just playing out with uh, laws and, and physics. So that's super interesting. Now, downward causation is the is at the heart of the strong emergence and maybe at the heart of free will as well. Whereas when we think of something, we're actually making a decision that acts upon our brain and our body. So that is, I guess, a good example of maybe the whole loop the question is am i downwardly causing something to change physically in my body this not am i not real maybe 
I don't, I would say no. However, what about visualization techniques? There are techniques out there where if you visualize something specific or not specific, or I do see some advocates as, you know, people saying it's not manifesting your destiny. It's not what you see or believe are true. And you, whatever you focus on, you will move towards whatever your energy in your brain is or whatever that current mental focus planted in your subconscious i think it's something that we gravitate towards i do subscribe that we can put ourselves in future experience states that is put ourselves in an emotionally significant state visually through our mind in some time that is forward from now so going back to the example i can now see myself driving to five guys see myself buying a double cheeseburger i know exactly the route which is super fascinating the right part of our hippocampus is for spatial memory so when you navigate spaces that's what's kicking in so knowing routes like things like that getting to five guys i can almost map out the route exactly i basically have a visual cue of of, of kind of what the store looks like episodic memory um, from before um i also know what i'm getting that's some kind of episodic memory i would assume um yeah so i am causing downwardly oh sorry i am putting myself in the future energy or experience state of eating that hamburger is that causing me to go get the hamburger i have to say yes (laughs) So I am at some level downwardly causing the next, I'm not going to go just yet because like I said, I eat later, but I'm potentially, I want to say potentially affecting a future path for myself and a future experience for myself, which it in itself is to think about it this way is very fascinating this would say that we have downward causation the fact that i'm going to get up get dressed get in my car is a physical change of my body i've played out a scenario in my head that is going to come about later how could that not be downward causation the argument against that is that i was always going to go to five guys and always going to eat that hamburger based on the laws of physics general relativity quantum mechanics we have the the wave function that predicts one particle trajectory to the next the step function of time so this is almost at the heart of free will (laughs) yes it is actually but when you break it down this way was I always going... What were my choices? I mean, I can go get something else. I get Chick-fil-A's clothes, which is my other favorite thing to eat. So it feels like... Either way, after I've made the decision... The timing of it is super interesting. Like I said, we're thinking about the future. There are many things that could happen between now and an hour's time. <laughs> Now, realistically, this is the expectation we set in our brains that we kind of know how our days are going to play out based on previous days. Um, This is not the first time, like I said, that I've gone and gone a Five Guys Burger (laughs) and enjoyed it. So really, we are utilizing all of our previous data to make that decision and then causing 
the effect the cause is the mental part the effect is the physical part causing me to go and get it now again this might have always played out like my lineage for today which comes back to time as well like how do we interpret and experience time either way we are putting ourselves into an experience state we we want that future experience that's really the key here and the emotional significance theory of that we're living a part of it now it's emotionally significant for me to be going and getting a hamburger it's not a big emotional significance like this is not the most important night of my eating life but theoretically if i don't and i don't tomorrow or the next day i could starve (laughs) so the emotional significance no matter how small or how big it is it's there and that's really what governs how strongly we currently feel we need to take that path i mean i don't feel overly strongly i guess i kind of do i really want that hamburger but my conscious state is still a ramification of that emotional significance (laughs) so we are conscious of the future experience in some ways whether it's downward causation i'm gonna have to make an assumption that's a super hard assumption to make free will is not an easy topic (laughs) don't let anyone tell you otherwise now there is compatibilism which says oh the laws of physics play out as they do but we also have free will which there is no explanation for (laughs) how that actually works so i'm going to rule that out you either got to be a free willist and be pretty liberal about it or you're gonna have to be the other end of the spectrum which is a physicalist and say that we don't have any free will i don't even know if i can dissect it any other way to determine whether i was always going to get that hamburger (laughs) was my it's not even that the decision's pre-made it's that it fit it it feels like i will whatever i choose it's saying that i always would have gone and done that so my current conscious experience of that decision is just a feeling now i could even feel that i changed my mind i could not get a hamburger but i always would have not got a hamburger (laughs) and so i i i'm trying to figure out if there's another way to look at this to help make the assumption I have to assume it's it's just I always will end up doing what I'm doing and the reason for that is that there is an element of putting yourself in a future energy state and getting to that energy state. I do believe in this in some this is not mysticism or magic. It's not even manifesting your destiny or visualizing your future. It's your conscious ability to manipulate your experience of time to think about the emotional significance that you're going to have at a later date and then end up somehow in that emotional significance state it's not going to be exact like i can't fully well i can in the small scale i can sort of predict that the hamburger is going to taste the way it is and the chances are pretty good the further out we get the less chance we have of being able to do this like if i'm thinking about where i'm going to be next year this is the same ramification if i you know think about where you're going to be in the next year it's the same question right but what you're trying to do is think of how emotionally significant a certain potential event next year would be let's say 
uh, I want to go on a holiday. So I'm thinking about the emotional significance. I've been pretty burnt out lately. Holiday is going to be amazing. I can pick my destination. I could look it up and probably have some thoughts about what it might be. It's very fuzzy though. Like I can't fully experience what I think it's going to happen. I've got a rough guide, but that emotional significance stays with me. And it's the same for the past events. So this is the same ramification. Uh, you can put yourself in some sort of emotionally significant future state. And the harder you visualize that, the harder you will actually experience that conscious moment now. So you're really putting yourself in a conscious state of the future. And somehow you do end up moving towards that state. And so this is almost like we have memories to store it. It's almost like another region of the brain where you can store future emotional significance and like i said i'm not going into mysticism here i'm not going to, i don't i don't think there's anything magic about it i th- truly think that there is that energy at the base level and we're really manipulating that in some sort of higher level uh emotional significance wow that's a big assumption <laughs> I didn't make an assumption on the, the the animal causation. It it doesn't feel right that somehow we manage to develop consciousness. I would say at our macro level we have downward causation that the experience of life itself is a downward causation through consciousness. At the micro level before emergence happens, I'm going to say we don't have any kind of downward causation. And I know it sounds like they go at odds with each other, but it's the same principle as at the micro level, there is no time. Time is a concept of our experience. Time is a concept of our conscious experience. So it's emerge. It's an emergent property. There's no reason why downward causation is also not an emergent property. So that's my assumption here. And I guess that's compatibilism. <laughs> I said you can't solve it and we just did. Wow, that's great. <laughs> Good stuff. 